Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Sharing with Shaman. Today, I have decided to take on suicide episode three, and uh, it's not an easy one. Uh, I've been contemplating about this the whole week. Just felt it, you know. You know when you know something is coming, you know. You really feel like, okay, I got to do this, I got to do this. And so here I am. Uh, it's Wednesday evening, Sweden, Stockholm. I'm sitting in my, my beautiful living room, watching the trees outside. And I have quite a lot of anxiety. I'm not calm and peaceful as I normally am. And that is okay. Mm. We are in the middle of the corona crisis. I don't know what that means to you, but I can honestly say it's beginning to affect me um, and my mental health. Do you know that every 20th second a person commits suicide? Every 20th second someone out there takes their own life. I don't think you know that. Do you know that approximately one million people die from suicide every year? And these are statistics, you know, statistics reported by the countries and governments and authorities, those who collect these data. There are so many countries where there are zero suicides because it's against the law, it's against the religion or culture, or so they don't have any. And there are also a very, very big, dark, hidden number of people who commit suicide, but when there is like, they are not 100% sure that it was, you know. And um, in Sweden, it's 1,500 per year. Of these, around 400 are these where they can't say, is it suicide, yes or no. So that's about, well, it's about 30% more. So maybe we have like 1.3 million people killing themselves every year. If we want to up that number, if 20th, every 20th second and 1 million people yearly isn't enough, they estimate, and this is the World Health Organization, WHO, they estimate that the number of people who try to commit suicide but don't succeed. It doesn't say anything about how much they try, how much they kind of are suffering afterwards or are brain damaged or whatever, you know, but it's not, uh, they're not dead. But they estimate that 20 times more people try to commit suicide every year. So 1 million people die, 20 million people try, and what do we do? We are beginning to talk about it. We are beginning to raise awareness around suicide. And I feel when I speak about it, I get so, <clears throat> you know, I get so upset. I get so pissed off. What if we would have the same approach to corona as we have to suicide? What if we would spend our time, our days and our money to talk about it, to acknowledge it, to raise awareness around corona and then watch people die? And I'm telling you, corona is something that is happening 2020. It doesn't repeat. It won't come on repeat 2021, 22, 23, 24, 25. It won't. 
And to me, when I, when I look at these numbers, when I look at these figures, you know, when I look at the estimated number of deaths after the corona crisis, and I look at the yearly numbers for suicide and the efforts done, I just want to scream. I just want to, you know, I just want to scream out loud and say, what the fuck is it that we don't understand? What is it that we don't get? We have a yearly epidemic going on. It's chronical and it's increasing. And you know what? It's not the 90 plus people that we lose every year. It's not the 80 plus, it's not the 70 plus, plus. it's not even the 60 plus people. It's the 15 to 24. It's the 40 year olds. You know, with the really young ones, 15 to 24, suicide is the second biggest cause to death. Our young people, that's the second biggest cause. The older we get, the more disease we attract, like cancer or, you know, things. And you can see that the older we get, the further down the cause of death, suicide becomes. But we have young people killing themselves every minute. And we want to talk about it. I say, fuck you. We want to talk about it. Do you know what? There is a saying, talk without, words without action is dead. You know, if we talk about it, nothing is gonna happen. We have to do something. And I get so, I, I don't know, I'm so frustrated because I know I'm going to cry a lot in this episode. I'm going to become sad and I'm going to collect myself back again. And I'm going to keep talking because I know I'm not alone. I know I am one of those 20 million people yearly. I have been one of these 20 million people yearly. I was that person in 1986. I was that statistics. I was that statistics in 1994. And I was that statistics in 2015. And I'm really, really happy I am one of the 20 million ones. And I'm not one of the 1 million ones. But trust me when I say, I'm not safe. I'm not safe among these 20 million people yearly who try to commit suicide. There's no safety there. If we don't succeed, it doesn't mean that we continue our lives as if nothing happened. Something happened, and it affects us all our life. I'm going to take a break because Henry is going to, he's going to give you something right now. That's good. <laughs> oh, thank you, Henry. Oh, thank God happiness is a dog, huh? So every time an ambulance or a fire truck or a police, you know, the sirens pass us by, Henry goes howling. Uh, he, he cannot not do it. So thank you, Henry. I lost my thread and also, I also calmed down a bit. You know what? All these 20 million people not wanting to live this year, some of them may be one of the 1 million people next year or the year after. 
or they may be one of the 20 million people next year or 10 years later. You know, we don't know. What we do know is that not enough is done to help us. There's really like the last five years I've been working so hard. I've been working so hard, not only for me, but for other people too, to kind of regain our mental health, to to get to the bottom with why why did this happen to me? Why am I as I am? Why am I the, the person who cannot handle crisis? Why do I go down this fast? What's, what's missing inside of me? What happened to me when I was, you know, I have like a method that I had developed. When someone contacts me and say, I don't want to live, Shama, can you please, can, is there something you can do? And I say, of course we can. There's a lot we can do and we do it. There's like I have different steps that I go through. I investigate their childhood. You know, I, I, we screen them, see what they eat, how they sleep, uh, if they exercise, if they have work, if they have friends, family, everything, all resources. And we make kind of an action plan. We look into addictions, behaviors, and we kind of scan and screen and see and find resources and how they can you know, regain their health, how they can heal old wounds, how they can become sane again. And I know there's so much that it, that does work. There's so much to do. There's so much you can do to support your body. There's so much you can do to support your, you know, healing process. There's so much you can do to, to support the feelings of worthlessness and loneliness and there's so much to do. And here I am, you know, in the middle of Corona crisis. I had a crisis before Corona hit me or hit us, as many, many people have. There were many people who were going through divorces. There were many people who lost parents or children, you know. There were many people suffering from cancer and chemo and, you know, uh, so many other other crises happening. And then Corona came on top and maybe it became just too much. You know, how do we know how much we can handle? And I've been... I, I thought I was like an expert of my mental health. I thought I was an expert of when I need to take action, when I need to, you know, do something, go to therapy or seek healing or add some supplements or, you know, um, up my exercise routine or, you know, uh, I thought I, I was an expert on that. And the last week, I've realized that actually I will never, ever be completely safe. Suicide and depression will always be something tangible in my life. I read the other day, I don't know really how to translated to, to English, but all the things that we go through, everything that happens to us, it's not meant for us to forget it. We're not supposed to dwell in the past. We're not supposed to live in the past, but we're not supposed to forget it either because it serves as like a big well of wisdom and knowledge. And at times... We need to gather facts from that jar and apply it on our present situation. So to kind of go through hardship and then never look back and just close that chapter and think that you're free from it, at least for me, it doesn't work. Obviously it didn't. Because the last week I have had so many anxiety attacks. 
I've been really feeling like um, an anxiety for those of you who haven't had it. It's really, really hard to explain. It's like you have... It's like you have a big, big dark cloud kind of threatening you all the time, but it is at a distance. It's not, you can't touch it and you don't know where it is, if it's behind you or on top of you or below you. You just know that you're not safe, you're not okay. This feeling of not being okay, for me, that's anxiety. I know I'm not okay. And uh, it's extremely uncomfortable. It's not, it's as if you're not getting, I, 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 I don't know if you can compare it to, um, it's as if you don't get enough oxygen. You know, you don't get enough of something and you, you're lacking something and something is missing. Something is totally wrong. And I've had this feeling that something is totally wrong the last week. And what have I been doing, you know? I have been sleeping eight or nine hours every night. I have been eating extremely healthy and well. I have been running with my dog every morning. I'm taking my supplements day and evening. I've added some supplements that I know is really good to elevate serotonin levels. Uh, I've been connecting with my friends and family um, really every morning, uh, FaceTime with my sister, um, taking walks with friends, sharings. And I've been doing everything I possibly can do for myself out of self-love and self-care for myself and I'm still going down. I can still feel that my chemistry is messed with. I can still feel it's like life is kind of running out of me, which is a terrible metaphor and it's a terrible feeling, but in a way I think it is what it is. You know, life joy is slowly leaving me. And this week I decided that it's not okay. It's not okay that I don't know where to go, that I don't know what to do, I don't know who to call, I don't know how to get help because we are raising awareness. We are removing the stigma and we are talking about suicide. Do you know what? That doesn't help. It doesn't help one fucking inch for the one million people or the 20 million people. We need action. And when I say we need action... We need this massive amount of research that is invested into, you know, creating a corona vaccine. We need that kind of action. We need an action plan how to save one million people yearly, globally, and how to prevent 20 million people from suffering. And we need to understand what is the mechanism about it, you know, behind it. What is it that does that we suffer this much mental pain? What is it that makes us so miserable that we just can't stand another day on this planet? I really want us to take action because this is not okay. It's not okay that I sit in my living room, I have a perfectly good life, 
I have a dog howling in the background. I have a beautiful apartment. I have my children. I have friends, you know. I have uh, no worries financially. There's so many things in my life that you can envy me for. And I feel that life joy is leaving me. It's not okay. And I... I'm the last, I have, a, I have a group of friends that I see now during Corona. We are like four people. Uh, actually, I think we're three people now because I think one of us got sick. But we, we, we meet and we connect and we sit at a distance, and, but we share. And, and I shared with them, I shared with them last, this Friday, I said that I am a bit worried about myself because I feel I do whatever I can to to keep my sanity and to be happy and to be calm and peaceful and I feel that my life joy is slowly leaving me and I'm thinking do I need to medicate and both of my friends said, Shama, of course you should. Of course you should. We do. And I'm like, what? It turned out that all the three friends that I hang out with, they medicate daily. They take antidepressants daily. And they are not suicidal. They, they weren't. They never been. And I'm like, what did I miss here? Did I, am I here? Here I am kind of struggling to sustain myself naturally because I am a suicidal kind of personality. And then the rest of the world is on antidepressants. Is something completely upside down here during my years I've taken antidepressants once and that was five years ago and I took it for one year and it was absolutely needed and it was wonderful but apart from that I never took it and I'm thinking is this one of the reasons why we have the situation as we do because the ones who really, really, really need help don't get any help? Is it... I just have a feeling that our way these days, there's something that is completely wrong. If normally stressed people or on antidepressants, and 20 million people tries to commit suicide yearly, something is very, very wrong. And I don't think we should talk about it. I think we should do something. How can we together make an effort to stop our 16-year-old kids from killing themselves every 20th second? When you're 15 or 16, you know, you are a child. You haven't moved away from home. There is something in the situation, you know, that is not okay, that is not working. There is something that is lacking in support. And obviously we don't know how to fix it. And I think it's about time that we look upon suicide as if it is a disease. Because people die. I can't understand how we can treat suicide less important than corona or cancer. I can't. I don't get it. What is needed? Is it because people don't know facts? Do you know? Did you know that one million people die? Do you know that every 20 seconds someone kills themselves? Do you know that? Does the governments know? For me, you know, 
there is like one famous person per year, or maybe two, who commits suicide. And there are big headlines like Avicii, and there's a lot of drugs, there's a lot of struggles, and there's a documentary, and there's like this big woo now, and we're going to have a gala, and we're going to raise money to raise awareness. Until the next time. I don't know what we're going to do with all this awareness. What are we going to do with this awareness? I, I can't do anything with it. If you are more aware that people commit suicide, how is that helping me and the other ones? We need an action plan. This is it. When you have a problem, you take action. You don't talk about it. There should be like a basic 12-step program around suicide. I can teach you governments, you know. I can teach you everything I know about suicide. I can teach you everything I know. How it is to feel, you know, in it, to be in it, to do it, how it is to be waking up afterwards, how it is to be, you know, the treatments, everything that happens later, how it is to live with it for the rest of your life, how it is to never be free of it, how it is to end up in a crisis in Corona and realize that this loneliness and this, you know, solitude and this social distancing and whatever is happening right now is affecting my mental health like fuck. And I have no idea what to do. I can't call 112 and say, hey, during this corona crisis, I feel my life joy is slowly leaving me. Could you please advise me what to do? This is the thing. We need to take action around 20 or 100 steps before a person commits suicide. It doesn't happen overnight. There's like, we have to go back to the roots. I know why I became as I am. I know what happened to me when I was a child. I know how I developed this, you know, deep-rooted uh, insecurities and um, feeling of not being wanted and loved. I know that. And I can try for the rest of my life to say and prove and you know, confirm myself and add self-loving activities. And, and trust me, I am a full-time job for me. And most people don't have the commitment, don't have the energy, haven't, you know, seen the light in themselves so they can do it. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm if I'm to call someone. I don't know if I'm to, you know, go to the doctor and say, "Hey, you need to put me on antidepressants." Because I don't know if that's going to solve my my situation. I don't know. what any words could do for me or my friends sitting at home right now also feeling that this crisis that we are in right now is really affecting my mental health. I haven't heard one word about it during the corona crisis what happened what happens to all the people who are suffering from mental health now will we see in like a couple of months or you know weeks or years will the suicide numbers increase 
I don't think they will decrease the coming years. I can't see what good this does to people who are already lonely. All the people losing their jobs right now. All the people placed in quarantine, not able to go out and socialize. All the, all the, you know, ways we avoid anxiety by exercising, by casual sex or, you know, by going out, um, just shopping or whatever. Everything is cut now. What do people do with their anxiety? Mm. A part of me is like, oh, why did you have to breathe? Why did you have to be so heavy this time? Why did you have to be, you know, this, this heavy? Why do you have to bring this big topic up right now? Why do you have to do it? Why do you have to do it? And I can tell you, just, just by me sitting here criticizing myself says a lot. Normally, I'm normally I'm I'm on my coach, you know. Normally, I'm on my side. I don't, I don't know honestly. I don't know what is worse. Of course, it's worse not wanting to live, but I can tell you, it's. It's also very, very difficult to have the fear of not wanting to live. So you're not all going to rush to my Instagram and shower me in DMs. Now I'm saying that I'm not suicidal. So you don't have to worry about me like that. But I want to share with you. I want to share with you what it feels like. Because to know, to know that you have this personality or you have this imbalance in your chemistry or you're born genetically different, that you kind of have to be aware. It's like having diabetes, you know, it's like having a disease and you have to take your shot every day. Except for this, there is no shot. It's very, very random in a way. We know, we know that it's, we know that it's suicide is often connected to crisis. We know that it's often connected to depression. What we don't know is how, how fast our process is, you know, how fast can depression hit you or how, what are the effects of a crisis? What is a crisis? You know, we think that a crisis has to be something big and major, but it doesn't have to be that. And especially not for a person of my, what shall I say? metabolism or composition and why I want to share this with you because I know I'm not alone I'm no I know I'm one of I'm thinking that okay if we have one million people commit suicide yearly 20 million people try then there may be I don't know 200 million who have thoughts of it, you know? And I'm not one of the 1 million people this year, and I'm not one of the 20 million people this year, but I am one of the 200,000 million people. Can you, can you say 200,000 million people? <laughs> so probably not. <laughs> but it's, I think it's a good number. It's a big number, at least. But you know what I mean? You know, I think many, many, many of us 
has had the thought, what's the point? You know, why am I here? What's the point? What's the meaning of my life? Especially if someone leaves us, especially if a crisis comes, something happens, there may be a period in that crisis where we think, I can't manage, you know, I can't do this. But most people don't take action. They don't, you know, try to end their life. And I think that there should be something, you know, we could do. There should be some way that we can change, that we can change everything. And I don't know what I'm trying to do here and now. I guess I have a... I have a I have a strong will that in my dream in my dream world that would be like a cure you know that would be like a a 12 step program or there would be a cure there would be a way I would like to have you know clinics I would like to start them I would like to work there I would like to support people and I would like to develop a program that I feel really works. And I guess by by sharing where I am today, sharing facts and figures with you, I hope that I can do more than raise awareness because I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it, you know. We collect money, we donate money, but we donate money not for research, not for, you know, prevention, not for, not for you know, clinics or, or really cures or vaccines. Who the fuck knows if there's a vaccine? Maybe we can just give all the 50-year-old depressed ones like serotonin shots. I don't know. But I don't think it's okay to donate a lot of money and invest a lot of money to raise awareness. We don't need awareness. We need action. I know... I don't know how it is to lose a child... In suicide, I know how it is to be a child. I know what I put my mom through. I know how it is to be a sister. I know how it is to be a friend. And I know what I put them through. And I know how it is to be a mom. And I know what I put my kids through. I know that this does not only affect the one and the 20 million people. I know that you who listen to this, I know that you are affected too. I know it. I have friends, you know, I have friends. I have women who have dedicated their whole life because of their child committing suicide. They totally devoted their whole life to prevent other children from doing it. I know there is a way. I wouldn't I wouldn't talk about this. I wouldn't kind of put my heart on the plate and just sit here and cry if I didn't think there was a way. Because I think there is a way. I know there is a way. But I know we are not on that path right now. We need action. We need to make an action plan. And I would like to help develop that. Because I'm still sane enough. I still have enough life joy to function. And I promise you that when I'm done recording this podcast, I will take another step towards loving myself, you know, adding, adding some goodness into me.
to just... Because it's very much about coming over to the other side, you know. You know when you're going down, you know, you, you reach a point. This is how it is. When you're going down, you, you reach a point when you just can't turn up again. When it's difficult to do it on your own. And I, I know that right now where I am at... I would not be able to record this episode if I was beyond that point. I would not be able to share because I would be so totally worthless and insecure and, you know, gray little mouse. So I wouldn't be able to speak to you at all. I would never, ever be able to push the publish button, trust me. And I know now I've been speaking for 41 minutes, 41 times three, 123 people died just now. Many of them were young. And it it really breaks my heart that we don't care, you know, that we don't have this on the news, that we don't... One famous person cannot represent one million people. And the thing is that there are so many, there are so many things we know like drugs and alcohol, for example, if we would, you know, if we would work on that, if we would work on addiction, if we would work on ways how we escape anxiety, we would save so many lives. If we would work on, you know, self-love, self-loving acts, if we would teach our kids more, if we would have this subject in school, there's so much we can do. We know that every addict, everyone who uses has contemplated suicide. And we know that many overdoses are suicides. We also know what drugs and alcohol does to our chemistry. So there's so much to do just there. There's so much to do when it comes to food and to exercise. There's so much to do when it comes to blood sampling, you know, testing blood status and and just see how are we inside. And just help the body to be a better body to be in. When the mind is, you know, sad and broken. I know there's so much to do. And I just don't know how to do it. I can do it for myself. And I do that every day, every day, every day, every day. I take self-loving actions, you know, every day. Because I know I I can't stop. I can't allow myself to go down. I know that this point where I'm at now, where I'm sitting talking to you, this is the lowest that I'm going to go. If it doesn't turn tomorrow, I'm going to go and talk to a doctor. For me also, my friend, she asked, Shama, can you tell me why you're so negative to medication? And then I know why. Because it has felt, it has felt so extremely good to know that I'm okay, you know. The last three years, it has felt so extremely good to know that I am okay on my own, you know, natural being. I'm okay. I'm functioning. 
I don't do any drugs. I don't drink alcohol. I live super healthy. I don't put myself in situations where I may have a crisis reaction. You know, I sleep and I eat and I take my supplements and I hang out with good friends and I have, you know, a good life and I don't medicate. Yes, I try to commit suicide three times and I don't medicate. You can heal. You know, I've taken this. It's been so important. It's, it is, it is so important for me to believe that we can heal. No matter how broken we feel, we can heal. And I believe in God and I believe that I am supported. I believe I am loved. And I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going to see myself as a failure if I can't do it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to jeopardize myself. I promise you that. I promise myself that. But I just say that it has felt so extremely good to be able to do this on my own and with the help of God. I'm so grateful, you know, I'm so grateful that we have medicine that works. And I wish that we were better at prescribing it at the right point to the right people. And that we had a good, good, good plan that we had. I wish we had clinics, you know, I wish we had dedicated people working with this. Because I don't believe that medication is the solution. Because I know the problem is so, so much bigger. If I would be on medication, if that would have been my only solution to medicate, and I wouldn't have done all the things I've done these five years, I don't think I would be here. I don't think medicine would have saved my life. I think that all the other actions that I've taken has saved my life. And I'm going to continue to take action. I can't even, I can't even name this episode, let's talk about suicide. I fucking hate that we talk about suicide. It's like we we are learning something, like we we need to talk about it, we need to ventilate about it. And yeah, and now about 150 people are dead while I'm talking about it. I know that you are clueless. I know that you have no idea of what to do, what to say, how to react how to support. I know how extremely difficult it is to support someone who doesn't want to live. I know because we all have, I mean, in my family, we have a gene. You know, we have a genetic defect. It's actually tested. I tested it two years ago. I have two genes that are kind of defect that if they come on or off, they uh, cause, one of them cause alcoholism and uh, and the other one, let's say, I don't know which one was what, but it was like alcoholism, depression, suicide, uh, and there was some other disorder, uh, compulsive something disorder that they saw, they could see that many people with this genetical defect became alcoholics or suicidal. And we have that in our family, which means that if we would test people, if we would see, because we know that in some people we have like a melancholic streak or we have uh, a history 
of suicide or mental health issues in our families, then we can do things early. It's like we test for breast cancer. If we have breast cancer in our family, our daughters can test, you know, there's like tests you can take. Um, I lost my thread there. That's okay. This is not easy. It's not easy for any one of us. It's not difficult to talk about it. Honestly, it's not difficult to talk about it. I can be the face of suicide to the whole world. If you want a face for it, I can be that face. I don't care. That doesn't hurt me. I was thinking, just thinking, does it help me? Somehow. I don't know. I just wish that... that... some really, really, really brilliant people with a lot of money would realize that this is the biggest threat to mankind. It's not a virus. And that this is actually growing. It's not numbers that are going down, they're going up. And I know it's not easy. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for you. But it doesn't help if we forget about it. If we disregard it, it doesn't help. And I'm telling you, it's not, it's not any different to to you know to be diagnosed with cancer this is also something we feel like it's it's somehow more noble to die of cancer than of suicide unless you're famous of course because then you become a hero it's just everything is so fucked up and I know that all the victims of the corona crisis are not coming up to anything, you know, to the number of people who commit suicide. And I want us to do something. Oh. oh, this is hard as a good himlen. Oh, I'm thinking here if there is anything else. Hmm. Please, don't go to my Instagram now and just send lots of, lots of DMs. Take all this energy. If you feel like you want to do something, then take all that energy and feel into your circles, your surrounding, your closest circles. How are, fe how are people in your network? 
How are they doing? Because we are so, you know, we have so many people suffering and are lonely and, you know, really don't have these lives where they are happy and okay. And I would be so grateful if you took all your compassion, all your love and compassion, and you directed it to someone in your close circles or in your, you know, next second close circles. Because at the end of the day, I know that just by sharing, you know, just by just by having the courage to sit here and cry and share and just talk and say and, you know, be all this and then press publish on Friday morning. And I know that that is alone is saving me. that I have become a person who are not afraid of what you think about me and how you judge me or, you know, feel about me, that I think it's more important to actually speak and say what I feel is important and how I am, where I'm at. That is actually helping me. It's saving me because I don't hide in the corner. I don't take all my anxiety and push it inside, and I don't hit on myself and say I'm a shitty, lousy person. I'm saying this is what I'm going through right now, and 20 million people, or 200,000 million people, to be honest, is actually going through the same thing right now. As I do. Don't ever forget that. 200,000 million people. That is a lot. Okay, dear ones. Now I'm going to go make a cup of tea. I'm going to take some Hagen Dazs salted caramel cheesecake ice cream. And I'm going to watch an episode of something new that a friend gave me a tip about yesterday. And I love, yesterday I watched Homeland. I love it. It's one of my favorite series. But now I got a tip about something new and I'm going to see what that is. I actually enjoy, I, I enjoy my time with myself in total. Do you know what? I feel so much calmer now than when I started. There is something about sharing. This is also an important important topic to share with each other. When we let our thoughts come out, they kind of vanish like bubbles and everything becomes much, much lighter. So... Invite the people you care about, who you feel are suffering, invite them to share. Especially now, these days. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being there. Thank you for taking the time. And I pray that we will find a way to take action. That we no longer will focus on raising awareness only, but we will take action together. I will pray that we will find a way. And I thank you all for being there, for sharing and caring and being the amazing people that you are, that I know that you are. Okay, if you want to send me an email, please do so, shamaperson at gmail.com. Of course, you can send me a DM. Please do. I'm just, you know, when I'm saying that, I don't want you to do it. Of course I do. I love when you do that. Send me a DM. 
Um, send me your voice because I really enjoy that. Okay, wherever you are at, I wish you a beautiful morning, day, evening. And take care of yourself and take care of your loved ones. Okay, puss.